that sound could only mean one thing. Tom Hook is close by. And by or yeah, Tom Wait, Hook. Wait, who's Tom Hook? Is it Tom Hook or Tom it's, Nook? It's Tom Nook. Damn. We already blew it. <laughs> oh my In God. the year see my brain is so delayed because yeah. we haven't recorded in two weeks. Because we've been sick, we've had exams, I moved the girlfriend, we had a lot to do. Yeah, you moved your girlfriend out. Yeah. You're living the bachelor life all over again. It's a brochular pad for the next little bit. A a brochular pad, yeah, that's right. We're we're having our, um, what, our third annual... John Wick sleepover? (laughs) Brocation, yeah, John Wick's... Sleepover. The first one had John Wick 1. The second one had John Wick 1 and 2. And the third one will have John Wick 1, 2, and 3. It's as, as this is the way. Plus, we're going to... I think we're going to be checking out a video game bar, potentially, depending on how time is. And a bunch of other little things. And uh, we're going to do a few live recordings for you guys. Opposed to some of our remote ones. Spoiler alert. We're not yeah, in the same fun. spot all the time. Yeah. Even though it sounds like we're, you know, in the same room, laughing at the same jokes. Talking about the, the same Tickling things. the same, same people. Tickling the same funny bones, I believe. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So uh, you may have noticed, or we are talking about uh, Tom Nook, not Tom Hook, his evil brother. Um, because there's some Animal Crossing news coming, uh, coming forth, which leads us into our brand new segment that we will be doing anytime... Myself or David buy something, just period. Because yeah, you guys know us, much every and day. we we have a good story for you every time. So uh, yeah. here's here's our new segment, and we uh, we're actually using some sound. So uh, here you go. Just did a bad thing. So, we've done some bad things, and we've gotten in trouble for said bad things. You know when you know it's a bad thing when you have to uh, calmly tell your significant other, uh, like in a situation when they can't get mad, like in public, or <laughs> while they're driving, or just as they're about to like take a sip of their hot coffee or something. <laughs> And, and you're also <laughs> you're also like intricately explaining the mathematics behind your decision to yeah. make said purchase. Like, yeah, but if I just spend like a hundred dollars, I can get this, that, and the other thing. Right, and there's always like the calculations that go in a, in advance on like, okay, how do I get this for the cheapest possible price so that I can get it, but not also get in trouble for buying it. So, <laughs> let me explain to you guys what two Sundays ago happened. A friend of mine gives me a quick little text message saying, hey, I just went into this gaming store and uh, the Xbox One X, one terabyte followed edition is $299 and the regular console is $499. Would you like me to pick one up for you? I paused and I was like, I can't really afford $300 right now. If I buy a second Xbox, I'm going to die. Um... What Wait, do who, I do? Which friend of this was yours? Which uh, friend of yours was this? Uh, it was a friend of mine from here, because I texted you right away with the deal. Because I told you about it. 
I saw it on uh, Red Flag Deals. Well, you didn't tell me about it, so that tells everybody how good of a friend you I'm are. I'm pretty sure I did. But anyways, continue. Either way, so like, yeah, I, I was like, oh shit, what should I do? And then I messaged David, and both David and I were like, well, we have Xbox One S's that we can trade. So I went through this whole thing for about a day with the other half, and I was like, yeah, so I could trade away my One S. They told me they would give me $140 for it. If it was 500 and I think the one terabyte One S would pay like 160 and then I was like, oh, do I want to keep my controllers, get a new controller? I went through all that. But I had some gift cards from Christmas and some EB cards. So I was like, sure, fuck it. Why not? I, I would break even if I traded and I used my gift card. So what I do you was mean you would break even? Like, I, I would break, like, because I wasn't spending money out of pocket. Like, I, it was all right, gift okay, cards. Right, gotcha, right? gotcha. And so gift cards in the 1S paid for the, one, the, the 1X. And, like, I... <laughs> I used the fact that I could play games in 4K as well as watch movies in 4K on our new TV as a, a selling point. And just, just as one of those edits, the Xbox probably won't even be on the 4K TV unless I like put a second adapter and move it back and forth. Why? So uh, Because it's going to be in our like office room area where uh... like my monitor is and stuff. But well, I haven't decided yet. I, I just I can't run a cable that long. To have it in both spots. Any hoozle, when I buy, like, uh, I kind of frantically went around to try and find one. It yeah, just turned they were out, hard to find. Yeah, and it turned out there was a lot of this gaming chain that was just kind of hiding them in the back. And I, I went and talked to uh, one in the mall I work at, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, buddy, I got one for you. Don't worry. Come back in the morning. I'll make sure you get you get it. So... Sure enough, I walked in the next morning. I kept my own control. I was like, look, you guys can keep this controller. I really like my Pink Horizons controller, so I was like, nah, whatever. And the last controller I got with the 1S, I ended up selling when I bought the system um, to somebody who needed a controller, and I sold it cheaper than, than buying a new one. And I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, oh, do you have any controller deals on sale? And he's like, oh, yeah, you could buy the refurbed ones for uh, $49.99. You could buy this specific one for... I think it was 59 and then the regular ones are 69 something like that. And he looks at me, he's like, wait a second. And I was like, do you care if it's like a game-exclusive controller? I was like, not really. It's just to have a second controller, so if I have friends over or whatever, we can play multiplayer games. And he looks at me and he goes, I got something for you. Give me a second. He walks to the back and goes, so some guy this morning literally returned an Xbox One that he bought. And he bought Gears of War. The guy had it for like six days, and he bought this Gears controller. I haven't priced it yet. Want it for like 15 bucks. I was like, yeah, just throw it in the bag. Um, it works okay. It's kind of cool textured. It's the the Gears 5 controller. Was it Gears or was it um, the Halo one? No, it's the Gears 5 one. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, not bad. 15 bucks. And, like, I'm, I'm wondering if that's just because... Like he returned it without packaging, so it'd be harder to sell for maybe forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, but. I uh, I just bought, as uh, people might remember, the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, or the Xbox Sad Edition, which got David in a lot of trouble literally a month ago. Yeah, so <laughs> here I am trying to like figure out the cost and. If I can uh, trade it in, guess what? EB Games and nobody takes this 
sad edition. Apparently they don't sell very well. Who would have thought, right? So uh, I ended up getting... I, I was like playing with the idea on like what am I gonna do? Like it's a really good, good price for the, uh, the one S, and it's like the white bundle as well, which I so, hate by the way. Just why? so we're all, because all my stuff is black. Oh, see, I have a black or I have a white uh, PS4 Pro. Oh, you have, have the Star Wars one or no? No, it, or you just uh, bought it. It was just the EB exclusive, like the white one. Um, I have now the white Xbox One S, or wait, sorry, Xbox One X, and I did a bad thing earlier, and I'm going to have a white Switch dock. I thought it was, like, light blue. <laughs> no, but we'll get into that. Um, so, anyways, so I kind of, like, hummed and hawed about it, and I was like, you know what, like, some stores are definitely going to have in trade promos for when the Xbox Series X comes out. And what has more tra- value? Right? Like I, I if I can't trade in the sad edition of the Xbox, then I'm not going to really get much for it when I have to trade it in or when I want to trade it in for a Series X. So just for the trade in value like future proofing it, I'm I got it for a good price. But um, you I, now have two Xbox One X terabytes, correct? Or is it one of five? That's correct. No, they're both the. I think the One X only comes in a terabyte. And are you keeping the black or the white one? Or okay, are you gonna so I'm going to keep the black one because that's the Scorpio edition. That's like my day one. So that's like limited. I'm I'm just going to keep that until it dies. So this one is my uh, second xbox that is at uh, the girlfriend's house which has replaced the sad edition which i ended up selling on kijiji like almost instantly for i think i ended up losing like maybe 20 bucks on it but still i got a pretty good price for that um and all said and done i got the one uh, x for like 190 after tax which isn't bad like, I mean, right. you, so, you can't beat my $15 for everything no, out of pocket. No, but, but. Uh, you also had a had an actual Xbox S. One yeah. S. So uh, I figure, you know what, like if I can get a, a trade-in value of, you know, at least 200 on the One X for when, when I get the One uh, S or whatever, or sorry, Series X, then I've pretty much broken even on the, the cost of the system so and and it is hooked up to my one of my 4k tvs nice so, so now you can game in 4k congratulations well i always could the the sad edition in the one s does display games in 4k oh but just not no the one s only um the the one s plays video in 4k the no, one s did they, not play games yeah i guess they updated it because i i was uh going through the settings and it says like the system can play games in 4k hdr and then when i was uh displaying checked out like the display settings when i was in a game it was playing at 4k hdr but it was upscaled like even if you look it up like the first eight things you find is the xbox one s is not capable of playing games in 4k it does have the feature to move video in 4k but it can't support 4k games but there's an hdr mode so it's like it's oh, using it was, high definition maybe it was because of an yeah. HDR. 
But yeah, so I did that, and then I had to, uh, I had to tell the girlfriend I did it, it when we were driving. So I picked her up from work. So my my don't look at the back was, seat. <laughs> my advantage was that she had just got off like a twelve hour shift, so she was tired <laughs> and didn't really have the energy. But I explained I explained the maths behind it, and she's like, okay, I guess. Uh, but the, then she's actually got a lot of use out of it because um, A Plague's Tale is on Game Pass. Yeah. And I've been playing that. And so now she'll come into the room and she's like taking a break from studying. She's like, okay, I'm taking a break. Can you play the, uh, Plague's Tale for me? So, like, no, finish your game yourself. Yeah, yeah she just watches. So, yeah, so it, it's worked out. It's uh- that, that, that's good to hear. Um, I mean, with the experiment of Kingdom Hearts and the PS4, um, I watched the first night of her playing it, and I don't think she's played it since. So that was a, a solid Christmas gift. Maybe, you know, like once you guys get settled, because she was still in school at the time, right? No, this, this no, no, I got it at, uh, I bought it Black Friday for Christmas. Uh, right. It's so, just we've been stressed about a move for the last month. Yeah, so like maybe once you guys get settled down, you can kind of be like hey why don't you uh play that game that i got you actually you know uh, my girlfriend told me to stop playing jedi fallen order and play a plague Tale for her and i'm like wait a second you don't want me to play the game that you got me for christmas <laughs> yeah oh i i'm rather excited like right now i can i have the opportunity because i have like my monitor plus the TV and I'm just by myself. I'm going to play through some games that I haven't played through. I was thinking about playing Gears 5 because I haven't had the opportunity to play that yet. Um, another thing we're going to be talking about later is Outer Worlds because I'm finally going to reload that and go for it because I'm going to have a bunch of time on my hands, which is yeah. great. Um, but before we finish our very first did a bad thing I um, just did segment. another bad thing. You did a very bad thing. Well, I wouldn't say it's a very bad thing, but it's, it, yeah, it's kind of a bad thing. Actually, before you get into that, um, the, my bad thing continued a little bit with the Xbox One X. Oh, what did you do? Um, because I used gift cards and the trade-in for my One X, and nobody really knows what the uh, the new Xbox is going to bring us. Does it have a name yet? I can't remember. It's, it's, called the, Xbox. it's the Xbox Series X. Oh, good. Yeah, Microsoft <laughs> is pulling a Nintendo with their naming. The Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> we'll always remember Project Dolphin, the GameCube. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've also made the decision that I'm just going to spend the five $600 on the new Xbox, just in case it's not... They, they kind of do what they did with 360 and backwards compatibility doesn't work because I love a lot of the games on Xbox One X mm. or like Xbox One. So I will be. Th- this deal was too good to pass up. $300 well, and a, yeah, when you and, can and walk is, into is, like, what was it? The 1S right now, if you buy the NHL edition, not the NHL, the NBA 2K edition or the Jedi Fallen Order, the 1S is 399 or 499 Four something, yeah. Yeah, for, for the S, not even the X. I don't know. Yeah, so but the thing is, it's like you're you're not spending money on this one, right? Like you've pretty much got it at zero cost to you. Yeah, and if you want to be really technical, I traded in the last deck, my day one that was broken and wouldn't read the hard drive, and I got that one S for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, after like and with the trade in that wash too, I haven't paid for my last two Xboxes. 
pretty much yeah so like if you actually buy the the series x out of pocket you know it's uh it's wash it's not too bad i um well it's kind of like what we had mentioned earlier animal crossing so nintendo announced um a special edition animal crossing nintendo switch with uh the back of the system has like some sweet little kind of design on it for like animal crossing village or whatever Plus, I think it's textured the, from what I've read. Like I am, it's, I'm it's hoping raised. If, yeah. if it has a slight texture, that'd be sweet. Uh, the Joy-Cons are like pastel. It's like a pastel blue and green. They may be the second best looking Joy-Cons, with, period. With a white background, or like the back of it, sorry, is white. And the dock. Oh my god, the dock. It is a white dock with a... Like the bottom has water, like waves. And then there's a little tiny island with Tom Nook and then Timmy and Tommy, like his nephews or whatever, on it. And it's like, holy shit. Nintendo. You know what I'm disappointed, though? North America, the, the bundle doesn't come with the game. Which is really stupid. Yes. I don't get it. I Now, okay, so I'm not, like, super upset about that because I do have a eShop gift card and I have enough gold points to get the game for $0 out of pocket. But with that being said, why are they selling a special edition bundle in North America that does not include the game? Though our friends across the ocean in the UK get the same the bundle <laughs> <laughs> get the same bundle in Europe and it includes a download of the game. Nintendo WTF. But, but Nintendo anyways. didn't give you the game with... Well, they released a special Pokemon one that didn't come with Pokemon either. Like with yeah, Let's it, Go. Was it Let's Go? Yeah. But see, that one was a very unique... Like, that was a special designed console. Like, the the controllers were actually... I don't know. I didn't really like the color of the controllers, but... Yeah, Nintendo, what's going on with your bundles? Like, they had a Smash bundle. They had... They had Mario Kart bundle. They had uh, New Super Mario's Deluxe U bundle. They all all came of those with the were post release, though. Right, but no Smash was a Smash bundle was a, a on release bundle, like within a few months, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, that one's the all gray one, right? Yeah, I'm not sure, but still. Anyways, so um, the the cost of a new Switch is in in Ontario's. 450 after tax um this is confirmed to be the version 2 nintendo switch so it's got the better battery life and i i wish you know what i wish they had changed the color of the actual switch unit uh i don't think so because and it's like i don't know how statistical this is going to be but there, there is a working theory in electronics that if you're looking at a screen with a black border versus any other color border, it's easier to focus in on what you're looking at. Uh, yes, that's true. Like if you have like, um, I remember having the purple Game Boy, um, where it was like uh, the translucent one, right? And mm-hmm. when you when you had that, and it had that little bead of black around it, but it was still kind of distracting because like there was like that thick purple border around it. Like I was a kid, so I could have just been super dumb, but I don't Maybe. know. 
but uh, I think I think that dock will go nicely with my white PS4 and my white Xbox One X. But yeah, so now I have to decide what I want to do with my other Switch because I have a uh, day one Switch, um, brand new Joy-Cons with it. Uh, it works perfectly fine, but for anyone who is kind of savvy with the Switch um, hacking community, not that I condone it, but the first gen uh, Nintendo Switches are highly sought after because they have not had their modding exploit patched by Nintendo because it was like an actual hardware exploit that um, Nintendo actually had to change the revision. So they can sell online for uh, a pretty penny. So I could easily sell my day one Switch and make a few extra bucks so that the Mario or Animal Crossing one cost me zero dollars. But then I could also keep it and maybe give it to the girlfriend so that we can play Animal Crossing together. Ooh. Right? That's the dilemma. But see, then Nintendo doesn't have the best um, game sharing setup. So, yeah, it's it's quite the dilemma. But I have uh, a month and a half to figure it out because March 13th is when uh, the new system comes out I think Animal Crossing comes out March 20th yeah so, I did a bad thing and that <laughs> is our very first segment of I did a bad thing um, what we wanted to talk to you guys about today is uh, something that's very frustrating it's a uh, it's not unique to this industry at all and it's a lot to do with the perfectionist versus the amount of money you can make we're talking about game delays and year 2020 is already showing to be one of the biggest game delay years imaginable i'm not talking about the game delays that we saw with god of war which you knew was coming the way they were showing it off at e3 Mm-hmm. Or um, why can't I ever think of that name? The the the, the, the Norman Reedus game. What's that thing called again? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I was going to say Dying Light. Dying Light is also delayed again. So there's a few games that have, uh, I, I guess, they've been um, delayed for this year, and we wanted to talk about a few of them, and we kind of wonder why. Uh, like we we do have the question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it now as we talk about this. Um, we kind of are going to explore what we think the the reason for this delay would be. Um, so, so first, let's uh, let's let's say give the list of what games have been delayed for people that haven't been keeping up with it. Yeah, and it, the, they all came out within like the first like a, a week of each other. Yeah. So. Um, here's the full list. There are some games we're going to break down a little bit, and we're going to answer the qu- these questions after I um, read the list. So it's Marvel's Avengers, Iron Man VR, Cyberpunk 2077, The Last of Us Part Two, Doom Eternal, which also has Doom 64's re-release attached to it, um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, Dying Light 2, Rainbow Six Quarantine, 
Final Fantasy VII, the remake, Skull and Bones, which seems like it's never going to come out. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which is being remastered. Uh, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Watch Dogs Legion. And um, God of and Monsters. So I posed this question to you, David, and the rest of our listeners. Um, the following question, and you can only really answer it one of three ways, okay? So are titles like Doom and Cyberpunk, as examples... Um, or sorry, as they have been subjected to more and more delays, are developers afraid they're not prepared for launches um, and their product is not finished? Are Sony and Microsoft pushing off releases uh, to make sure that these game, these titles are also released on both the PS5 and the Xbox X series? Or is it a combination of these developers want to make the most money possible by delaying launches to ensure that they are on all four consoles a lot of these titles that i just listed above are not going to be games that are dropping on the switch so we're just kind of focusing on xbox one xbox x series ps4 and ps5 okay um i think it's a little bit of column a column b and also, which was the first one that was delayed? Cyberpunk? Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk and Doom's delays were within like two days. And each other. so Cyberpunk was delayed to... What was it? One of them was delayed to pretty much the release date. What Was one of them delayed till March? Um, the new, the new, I, I have a, li- like, uh, I have write-ups in order for each one if you want me to go through it that way, but I can start at Cyberpunk. Because um, I, I just know that one of them was delayed and it ended up being the new release date. Oh no, it was, it's one Doom was, Eternal was delayed, yeah, into March. March 20th, which is also which the release date of? Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, but also that was supposed to be the, de- the release date of Cyberpunk, wasn't it? Cyberpunk's original release date was 20... Uh, yeah. So it says March 2020, then it was bumped to April 16 because they didn't want to share a spotlight with a huge Nintendo launch. Now, they've delayed it again to September 17, 2020. They believe that the game needs to be complete and playable before they release the game. Um, and it's supposed to now come out with nothing really to compete with except Avengers. See, and that's the thing. That's what I was thinking originally. So the first delay came out, and then you start getting all these other ones. And I think a big part of it is that these companies need to get the most out of their their initial uh, launch sales. You need a three-week window where nothing major is coming out. Right, because if you look at the past, like what other games have come out, and then within a week, you know, another major game has come out, and then that's it. Every year, right? Call like, of Duty just messes shit up. Right? Yeah. So I think that is a big part of it. Um, it's one thing for – it's it's easy for developers to say, like, oh, we want to give it some more time. And I don't doubt that that's not part of the reason. But I think this is, first and foremost, a strictly financial uh, reason. So uh, it's nice that CD Projekt Red – delayed uh initially delayed um 
uh, Cyberpunk. I keep yeah, forgetting yeah. the name. It's okay. Uh, because they don't want to share or maybe take away from Nintendo's one of Nintendo's major releases. People have been waiting for Animal Crossing on a home console since the Wii. Um, and Animal Crossing is one of their biggest franchises, and it's one of those games that um, even hardcore gamers do like to pick up and play. It's just so relaxing. It's just like one of those games. Like it's mindless, right? And it's just it's it's just good fun. Um, I I would honestly say that if Cyberpunk and Animal Crossing came out on the same day, I would be playing Animal Crossing more than Cyberpunk. One hundred. Only because I've been at... waiting. I've been waiting for Animal Crossing for uh, on like a home console for uh, years, right? Cyberpunk is just another one of those like it's a CD Projekt Red game. It's going to be great. I know it. It's going to have a huge, great story, and the graphics look amazing. But I, first and foremost, want Animal Crossing. Oh, and I you're, think you're one hundred percent right. And the big thing too is when you're looking at a, a massive Nintendo release that hasn't been delayed versus a game that is currently re-recording lines for Keanu Reeves as well as making sure that like all the little intricate pieces are all fixed up and put back together, I think Nintendo's going to win that battle nine times out of ten. It's, it's one of those ones where you're sitting there and you're going, okay, so what game seems to be the most popular? And we were sitting there in November being like, damn, Animal Crossing has quarter one. Animal Crossing will be on 65% of all Switches sold. That's a pretty big number. But yes. there's our generation that played it on GameCube and on Wii and loved the games. And on the original DS and then on the 3DS, like I'm, it has I'm a talking has, like home console. Yeah, but mainly, still, like, but yeah. Animal Animal Crossing fans, you know, they've played it on every system. It's like it if you like Animal Crossing, you buy it on every system that comes out. I even have Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which was a terrible, terrible, awful game. It sounds for Wii U. gross. <laughs> yeah, I just I honestly got it on it was like ten dollars and it came with two two amiibos. Which they're amiibos, like they're the Animal Crossing ones are pretty much useless, but you know, they're good quality and as a collector, you know, I wanted them. But like I said, if you are an Animal Crossing fan, you buy these games. And I can't see, like, take my girlfriend, for example. She would buy Animal Crossing because she loves Animal Crossing games. She has no interest in, you know, Cyberpunk or those other, like, shooters. So not only is Animal Crossing a game that um, is, is, I don't even know the word, both men and women who play a variety of games all can relate and enjoy Animal Crossing. It has a very large scope and demographic to it. Right? Uh, I know hardcore gamers who are super excited for Animal Crossing. These are people that, you know, play um, Call of Duty and Fortnite and Rainbow Six Siege and all of those, like, um, Overwatch. Like, all of those, like, more competitive games. But then they also just love playing the casual animal crossing um uh stardew valley you know stuff like that yeah 
because a lot of those games are the ones that we grew up on. Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, very similar to like Harvest Moon and those original games that we played back. On you know the, what game uh, it's drawing a lot of comparison to as well? Just the mechanics for is the Sims. Like Sims right. players want yes. to play Animal Crossing. So I think it was a smart move for CD Projekt Red to uh, to delay just because of they didn't want to share the release window with Nintendo. Um, but then also I think other companies have done it because then once one game's pushed back, if it comes within like you said that three week window to another game release, it's uh, it's just going to take away from the money coming in from that. And then you'll see another, uh, you'll see another like days gone situation where it's, you know, 30, 40, 50% off within three weeks just to try and get sales. So Cyberpunk 2077 comes out on September 17th. Marvel's Avengers is slated for release by Square Enix on the 4th of September. So there's a two week window in there. But they also are promising both of these games to be very open world and a game that you can put down, pick back up, which is really nice to see. And right now, they're the two biggest releases going till Christmas. Obviously, you're going to have your new Call of Duty. It was Avengers, right? Yeah, those are the last two games to be released this year. And see, Uh, I think that Cyberpunk has more excitement behind it. Avengers has a very specific audience. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you saw that trailer. It's just you now have the chance to be Iron Man, or you have that chance to be Thor, and you get to be that character. People have craved, like, a good superhero game for so long. They got their taste with Spider-Man. Spider-Man was really well done. Yes. This could be... Like, I know superheroes are starting to get a little bit played out, but this could be good. Their uh, their delay is now considered to be September 4th. The game was supposed to launch May 15th. So it kind of had its own window to itself anyways. Like, the only things that are coming out in May is Iron Man VR, which is done by Sony, ironically. And two weeks later, you have The Last of Us Part Two, which was also mm-hmm. delayed, which we'll get to in a few moments. The next game... See, like, also with Avengers, I think a lot of Avengers has to do with the fact that it's also going to be released on the other two consoles. Cyberpunk for sure as well, because it's coming out late September, which means it's also going to have the ability to, to come out a little bit later as well. But I definitely would argue both of those have a really good opportunity to be released on both consoles. If you're catching my drift. Yes. Uh, next game up is Doom Eternal. This game just seems to be massively failed, like filled with failure one after another, you know? And I wasn't surprised when this one was delayed. Oh, I was not even remotely surprised. I think with the, the failed release of Fallout 76 and how um, a bunch of the other, like what was the last Doom game that came out? Uh, oh, it wasn't Doom. It was uh, um, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Young Blood. How it didn't do as well as they had hoped. And I think that uh, Bethesda is really kind of in panic mode over these games because they need uh, they need Fall- or Doom Eternal to be 100% 
like a game of the year quality game right from the get-go um if they've if they like kind of slack on any part like if they release the game where it's if they have if you have to download like a, a 45 50 gigabyte day one um day one update then you know like right away that's that's gonna draw negativity towards the game and i get it like we're in the age of day one updates like releasing broken games and then just fixing it um days after launch but doom is one of those games that i would say historically has had a high expectation of being a fast-paced quality shooter and when they did doom back and i think what was it like 2006 2007 uh doom then and, and like that game that game was great um but the thing is is like it's online multiplayer just kind of died really quickly um and like the the doom um like the Doom multiplayer is is fun. It like really feels like the original fast-paced Doom. I just think that if uh, Bethesda releases a a buggy or broken game, then it's just another it's just another shitty release for them. And I think uh, they're they're gonna really feel it. Like people are, I think people are wary about Bethesda now. Um because of fallout 76 because of like some of the past games that they've released not that they don't have the quality minus fallout 76 that was that was a joke but um i think they need to hit it out of the park with with doom eternal so i wasn't surprised when they delayed it um i i hope that it does well um because what else do they have after that like they're working on Sky, uh, skyrim 6 uh, f- um, and starfield oh which yeah will, which will probably come out next year i'd assume oh doom sorry the the remake of doom was 2016 so you know it's been a few years since uh since doom was real like almost like re-released like re-imaged so they've had plenty of time to work on this game. It needs to be. Uh, when did it start development? I'm not even sure. Um, they announced the game in E3 2018. So I figure like they've probably been working on it for a year or two before that. And it looked really good when they showed it off. Really well, that's fast, the thing, right? Like they need to. And and I know we tell everyone, and everyone says, you know, E3 demos or E3 previews, take them with a grain of salt because otherwise you'll be disappointed like when Watch Dogs came out. And I think Bethesda is also trying to buy us off a little bit. <clears throat> They're like, you know what, because you've been so patient, you're still going to get Doom 64. There's no way around that. We're going to give it to you. Don't worry. We're going to give it to you. But I don't care anymore. Like, I thought Doom 64 would have been great. But, so? Like, you get, like, give us something better than that. Or, like, if you guys are going to continually delay games, maybe discount the DLC or reward people who pre-ordered it. Like, if you pre-ordered before the game's delay, you get this. 
something, anything. Well, then you just get a, more people kind of up in arms because pre-orders shouldn't be like it shouldn't be like I I know pre-orders are an incentive for content, but people who are going to pre-order the game are going to pre-order it anyways. Right? That's true. But I think if they were to say, "Oh, if you pre-ordered it before this date, then no, that's just that's just like fishing for money." You know what I mean? Uh, pre-order has to one hundred percent be uh, a decision made based off of the consumer. Uh, and now, granted, they do give incentives. A lot of times, it's just crap, like skins. But still, it's like it's something that incentivizes people giving their money early. Um, unless you pre-order from a store where you don't actually have to pay for it until it ships. Um, I think, I guess it just, like, pre-orders just guarantee sales, and that's why they do it. Alright. Well, with Doom, we're just worried that the product's not going to be good. But, I want to move on to a game where I'm really disappointed it's delayed. Like, you know how much I love the first game? even though it was kind of like hard to pick up at the beginning, Dying Light 1 was a fantastic game. If you ever had the chance to play it, um, the combination of stealth and parkour and the way you had to move around the city both through night and day made the game really interesting. It's been delayed indefinitely. It's gone on a, a developing hiatus, if you will. Uh, and, they're probably still developing it. Yeah, but They just decided to do that so that they don't have to answer questions about it. It's such an ambitious game. It was supposed to be released in the next two months. And, like, I think what's happening is they've they've bit off more than they could chew. Do you remember the first trailer from E3, I want to say, two years ago? Like, the teaser? Yep. It was, like, they showed the city and saying, like, every decision you make in this game will alter how the world generates and changes. If you save the water, maybe there's another plague that'll happen. It might help you, but it might hurt your allies. All this kind of stuff. And it, it's a huge map that is all dependent on how you play the game, which is really, really cool. But is this game too ambitious for the current generation of consoles? That's where I think Dying Light's problem is. I think that Dying Light needs more power. And they're waiting for Xbox... And PS5. Xbox X series and PS5. But you know what? Like, being delayed indefinitely isn't always a bad thing. Uh, if you remember when the Arkham Knight collection was delayed indefinitely, and it still came out, and it actually came out fairly shortly after it was supposed to be released. Yeah. I think it's just as, like, an indefinite delay. Like you said, like, they... I think that they're kind of pushing that for a uh, next-gen release. But my guess is that the indefinite delay is uh, just a way for them to kind of be like, uh, yeah, we're we're still working on it, but we don't want to have to answer any more questions about it. We don't want to have to come up with promo content or anything like that. We just want to focus on working on the game. Um, I think you definitely will get your game. I don't think uh, 
Oh, you think it's be... finally going to come out? <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's going to come out on this gen though. When you think about it, like the Series X and the PS5 is scheduled to release holiday season 2020. So that's not in, that far from now. You know, 10 months or 11 months ish, right? That's not that far. No, not at all. So if they just say that they're going to delay the game indefinitely, that means that they have almost another year to kind of work on it. They they probably are hopefully optimizing it for, you know, the newer hardware, implementing new features or updating the graphics or whatever. But then also they, if they're working towards a next gen release and if Microsoft says that all the Xbox Series X games will be backwards compatible or Xbox One X games forward compatible, I don't know, with their systems, right? They said, like, moving forward, all, like, you're going to be playing Xbox One X games on the Series X, and the, the idea is to no longer make the systems individual, like, you need, like, specific games for each system. It'll be kind of like a progression, which will make buying games and upgrading hardware better. Kind of like upgrading a computer, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, I wonder if they've done that because they have like the dev kits for the next gen systems and they are working on optimizing it for the next system all this while having it so that you can still play it on current hardware. You'd assume... What what game showed that off originally? It was like Grand Theft Auto or something. You remember? It was like Grand Theft Auto and they showed like a camera passing through like grass and over a mountain. And then they showed it on the next-gen console. Yeah. Which is good because it has, like, a very unique environment. But I, I don't know. There's there's part of me thinking we're never going to get this game, which makes me sad because I really enjoyed the first one. I, I think, you know, I think you will get it. Just keep your hopes up. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of hopes up. Here's another game that's been delayed a lot by Square Enix. It's Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Which, I mean, people shouldn't be upset. It's a remake. But it's now moved from March 3rd, 2020, to April 10th, 2020. It had an original release date of fall 2019 or winter 2019. It's coming, guys. The Final Fantasy remakes always make it. They're just super perfectionists. That's all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody can be up in arms for a remake being delayed. That would be like saying... Actually, I was I was going to use the example of Arcarina of Time Remastered for the Switch, but people would be fucking furious if that thing de- was delayed. Like, oh yeah, in October I'm going to be playing Arcarina of Time. Actually, you know what they should do? Because they've already remastered it once. Because they remastered Arcarina and was it Majora's Mask for GameCube? Uh, I feel like that that was the dual disc. Yes, yeah, that was on GameCube. So they can remaster those again. You've already sold it once. That's true. All right, the next one up here is uh, another Final Fantasy that has been remastered. Uh, it was it was supposed to be released this month on January twenty third. It's been pushed back to twenty twenty. Um, uh, so, sorry, summer twenty twenty. Specific dates are unknown because they are having some issues with um, some bugs. This is all the information I have on it right now. 
Um, but again, it's a Final Fantasy remake, uh, Crystal Chronicles. It's it's gonna happen. They're just having some upscaling issues, I'm assuming. Next game on our list is uh, God. So, and, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. The one thing about Square Enix though is that their remasters and their remakes are always of high quality. That that's why, like, it's just listed when you look at the Square Enix information I found. They are like saying they have known bugs in their their game, and they want to make sure that both the customer and gamer is satisfied. Yeah, like if if you anyone remembers the um, Final Fantasy fifteen fiasco when that came out, um, I don't think they want to run into that again. Like uh, Kingdom Hearts three, that was delayed like thirteen years, um, but when it came out. There wasn't really many complaints about the game or gameplay. You know, like it was pretty solid. So um, I think Square Enix has learned their lesson. Look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. How many years has that been delayed? How many times have they restarted it? And it's finally happening. And it looks amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Until they delay it again. So. Square Enix is one company that stands by their product. And if they do have a delay... They're the first to be like, guys, we delayed, we're sorry. You know what company has all of a sudden had a bunch of delays? Ubisoft. Ubisoft has delayed a bunch of games, including the highly anticipated Gods and Monsters. The delay is actually indefinite. So they say there is an unknown release date between April 2020 and March 2021. So they're just taking the year. Nobody knows a lot about the game. It is developed by the team that does Assassin's Creed, and they did Assassin's Creed Odyssey as their last game. So this is supposed to be a pretty big open-world game with gods, monsters, a bunch of fun stuff. It's, it's going to be kind of a hacky, slashy type of game. But I'm assuming with all Ubisoft titles, there's just a bunch of bugs that they're working through. And mm-hmm. having a year delay, you don't really know what's coming. Um, another big one that everybody got really excited for, especially because it's a VR game and you finally get to be Iron Man, was Iron Man VR. It got pushed to May 15th, 2020. The game's only coming out for Sony, correct? I, I believe it's so. PSVR, it, it might yeah. come out on It might come out eventually on uh, like Oculus or, or Steam VR, but I doubt it. Uh, the issues listed here are... Um, motion tracking and overall viewing. So when you turn left and right, sometimes your view window doesn't uh, scan properly. So I think they're just remapping movement. That's not bad, though. At least, like, they admit what's what's wrong. Yeah, I think that's... I mean, Sony's had a lot of problems along the way. So for them to just come out and be like, this is what's wrong, respect. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hold off on this title until the very end of the list because it does have a little bit of a little kick to it. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh, has been delayed only a month. It was supposed to release this month and it's now being moved back to March 11th, 2020. No reason stated. It's just to make sure that they are fully prepared for the launch. Yeah, like like a one-month delay like that, especially for for a game like that it's probably just for polishing 
it makes sense because uh, if you've played Ori and the whatever wispy wispy wallows the first one Ori in the blind forest something it's a really good game um, it uh, did really well review wise um, it's like I think I think there's a certain level that they need to maintain and so because it's a Microsoft launch title it'll be free for everybody anyways who has game pass yeah. So I think uh, I think that delay is mostly just for kind of polishing and fixing bugs and stuff like that. To play uh, Devil's Advocate, I believe a delay like this is to get people to talk about it. So when it does drop on Game Pass, people download it. Because I think the way the interface is, and I really hope they change it for the X-Series... The way Game Pass's interface is, it should it should have kind of like a most downloaded, popular, and like suggestions for you. Kind of like a Netflix um, algorithm for kind of yeah. games to keep your interest. But when you just log in, it just shows you like the last title loaded. And in some cases, it just shows you games alphabetically. It would be cool if like they were like, new release, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or this game might interest you because you've played... This, this, and this. Right? Like, Well, I know that on Game Pass for uh, Windows... It's very um, clean. It is, but it also has an option. Like, it's a randomized option. Um, do I have it on? I don't think I have it on my laptop. Um, so, you can literally open up the Game Pass uh, app on Windows... And there is a button that says, like, what will you play next? And you press it, and then it just kind of does a roulette, and it goes through all the games, and then it stops on one, and then you can just install it. And I think that's what... I think that needs to be a, a regular feature yeah. just for games installed, games that you have installed on your hard drive, or uh, games in Game Pass on Xbox. Just even a, a better curation system... I, I know this is a little off topic, but I do believe that they're just trying to build up a little bit more of a a mystery or a hype towards the game. Being an Xbox launch title, you can either buy it in store or you can have it on your Game Pass. So that's pretty good. But yes, Game Pass does need some work, and that's a conversation for another day. Another Ubisoft delay with the... <laughs> The same asterisk of April 2020 to March 2021 is the follow-up to Rainbow Six. It's Rainbow Six Quarantine, which um, for any of you guys who remember the like the um, next episode podcast that we did with uh, our good friend Ty, when we went to the Rainbow Six Championships, they released a Rainbow Six Quarantine um, map for two months or it was like a month and you got to like kill zombies and stuff and you had to be certain characters kind of had a very left for dead vibe um turns out it was so wildly successful that they're they're bringing that type of game mode to a full game and they're gonna it's still gonna have multiplayer and stuff as well april 2020 has been kind of ubisoft's staple for we're delaying things because they don't want to uh they don't want to kind of release anything. But yeah, even the synopsis says, uh, <coughs> the entire game is inspired by Rainbow Six Siege's outbreak event in Operation Chimera. The developer ensures that enemies uh, this virus creates will be more lethal than ever. 
and it'll be like a whole story mode as well. So it's it's going to be a little bit more about what these characters are doing. And I find it kind of interesting as well that they're using the characters from Rainbow Six because they've built such a huge library that all the like the programming for that is easy. They just have to move the file. <laughs> like it's pretty simple. Like this guy's now in this game. And and that's just like another though. That that's another case of Ubisoft or like the Rainbow Six team um, listening to the fan response and. Maybe maybe it's kind of milking it a little bit, but they are creating something that was very well received. Um, hopefully, they are improving on it and they're releasing it. So, uh, and one thing that we've always been very supportive of is the Rainbow Six dev team. Um, the game was uh, kind of meh at the beginning, but it's been how many years? That game came out like three or four years ago. Yeah. And it's still going strong. They're still getting regular updates, and there's still a, a huge community behind it. And it, I think that is like be one of the top community-supported games available, right? And I think that is uh, a big part of that is because the de- developers did not um, abandon the game. You know, like it didn't do the greatest at launch, um, but they they supported it, and now look at it. It's it's a thriving game. Uh, has a thriving community and now we are eventually getting some new rainbow six content that i'm i'm actually really excited for that yeah it was it was a really fun mode and the story i think behind it is going to be really cool Mm -hmm. stick sticking with ubisoft there's one more game that they just happened to delay it was supposed to um there was no real release date for it. We just all assumed that it was going to drop just after E3. Like, there was going to be this whole big thing. Um, now it just says between April 2020 and March 2021. But Watch Dogs Legion is yet again delayed. Yeah, no one cares. I just I wanted to <laughs> add it to the, uh, the third <laughs> Ubisoft game on this list. Um, so I'll move on uh, to the last two here. One... I, I, I'm not even shocked. I forgot this game existed. Because if you remember, what was it, three E3s ago? There was two games that came out. The first one was... Why can't I think of the name? Oh, my God. You know when you like start a sentence and then you completely forget what the game... Yeah, story of my life. Yeah, what is that pirate ship game called for Xbox? Sea of Thieves. Yeah, thank you. Oh, no, it was the Ubisoft one. Yeah, that one also got delayed. That's why I brought it up. Oh yeah, that one's like I didn't even. Colin Bones has been delayed game. for the third year. Jeez, and that it looks never so much out. better than Sea of Thieves. Like it was, I know. It was so dirty and like, oh. You know what the, the thing is? Is Sea of Thieves like so rare? Has been doing a pretty good job at supporting Sea of Thieves, um, adding quality of life improvements, new features, and all this stuff. I think Ubisoft is playing catch up in development. I and that's why it keeps being delayed. I don't think I've fired up Sea of Thieves in a year. Maybe. It feels like a completely different game now. Oh, really? We should play Yeah, I loaded it up, and there's like all these new things in there that I have no idea what it is. And because this is the problem. When they implement some new stuff in games, not always, but more often than not, they they add new patches, which adds new features. But... In order to understand what these things are, generally you have to start the game from the beginning to get the tutorials. 
So if you start this game, and this is what I found with Sea of Thieves, is I was going up to these new weird-ass merchants and having no idea like who they are, what they are, what they do, what to do with them, or any new things. Like it, It's frustrating. So I feel like I kind of need to start that game over again if I'm going to play it. Um, but I'm not opposed to doing that because it is a fun game, but it's really only fun when you have people to play with. That was my big thing, too. Like, when we were playing it consistently, like, so if people played before you, like, they would level up a little bit more. They'd have all these extra things, and you'd just be like, oh, cool. So I'll let you drive the pirate ship, and we'll just keep going to do fetch quests over and over and over. But some of the, like, the missions were actually kind of cool. Like, when you got to take out the, like, those little islands that had all the, like, the skull pirates on it, and you had to just clear it and get the yeah. chest, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then when people like took over your ship and took all your bounty, you were awful pissed. I just love reading this line. <clears throat> Skull and bones have suffered more than uh, one or two or five delays. It was expected to release in Q3 or Q4 in 2018, was pushed to 2019, and now may not even make it out of 2020. <laughs> it's expected you know, to launch the, sometime after just... March 2020, but no indications say when or if it will be released after E3 in 2020. Yeah, maybe they're just uh, maybe they're just waiting for next gen. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Like okay, so what I'm envisioning actually happening is if you look at some of the original footage from Skull and Bones and then you look at the footage from Sea of Thieves which is much more cartoony and rightfully so cuz that's the way they designed the game. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you know those like comparisons where it's like games now versus game 10 years ago, Skull yeah. and Bones is going to look fucking awful. I, <laughs> yeah. I, it just it's going to be it's going to be Far Cry on boats. You're just going to go well, take over islands and I think that's what it's going to be. Here's the thing though. Sea of Thieves, they could release that on the next-gen console, and it would still look great because of the art style. Like, it wasn't designed to look like a realistic pirate game. Now, the water looks amazing. The water is, like, the most realistic water I've ever seen in any game. But the actual artwork for the characters, for the uh, for the ships, for the islands, everything else has that cartoony look to it. And... It's, that's it's, what that's yeah. what Sea of Thieves has over any other pirate game made. That they could probably port that or release an update for that on Xbox Series X, and it would look just as good, if not better. The the thing about Sea of Thieves that I think was always appealing to me was its its color style and stylistic art made it so you could almost always. Like it was just enjoyable to look at. It was it's probably one of the nicest games visually that has ever come out on the Xbox. Yeah. And like Red Dead Redemption or like Red Dead 2 is one of the most beautiful games of all time. Like it has everything to it. But the way Sea of Thieves uses like vivid coloring makes the game like more explosive for your eye. Like it's very like what are you playing? How do you play it? Like people like stop. Like, if you see people mm-hmm. playing Red Dead, they're like, "Oh, why? Like, it's so slow." It's just how it is. The final game on this list is one that's also pissing people off. Um, it's it's a second part to a game, David, and uh, the the developer's been rather naughty about the release date. Um, the game two years ago at E three when uh, Sony decided to kind of show up but not fully show up, 
um, the entire first 25 minutes of their presentation started off in that weird kind of barn room with the the lights that remember the twinkle light room and then there was like people dancing and then they show us the trailer for the last of us part two. Oh yeah it's like and, what are you talking about and then ellie like kisses that girl and everybody goes nuts and nobody knows kind of like what's going on with joel until the end oh, of the trailer right. yeah and everybody's like oh my god i gotta pre-order it so they open pre-orders and Best Buy did their thing where they just put it out December 31st because that's what Best Buy does. And EB was like, yeah, we pretty much think it's going to come out February 2019. Don't worry. It's coming. And then it got delayed. And then it got delayed again. And last year at E3, although Sony didn't show up, they didn't, like, in the videos that they produced and sent out, Last of Us 2 or Part 2 was just omitted. Like, you just never saw anything. Mm-hmm. It was very unusual because people were like, oh, my God, did this game die? And then, like, game, like, I know they focused a lot on Days Gone and the release of that because that was also Naughty Dog, if I remember correctly. And... Was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. It's either... It was, a, it was a new company. Now I gotta, I gotta find out as I've been derailed on my, my super thought. It is done by... Oh, S.I.E. Ben Studio. I thought Naughty Dog had a part of that. Uh, no, you know what it is? It's, it's or do they publish it? It kind of looked like a Naughty Dog-made game. Um, anyway, so but like Sony Anyways. put a lot of their time and attention into Days Gone being a new IP. Mm-hmm. See? Saved it. <laughs> um, so there wasn't really anything kind of exciting about it so people were like oh is the last of us just gonna kind of come out in the next little bit that's awesome if it does it's great and then we had another almost full year of waiting and waiting and now there's nothing it's just gone and now we don't know for sure days gone Uh, it it says may 29th 2020 (laughs) but i'm of the belief system now that May 29th is seven days away. Or, <laughs> seven no, days no, away. No, I, I think it's... Thir- so it has 31. So you're looking at 11 days away from E3. So why oh, not just no. delay it again? Why not pull a Nintendo and be like, Last of Us 2 is available today. 4 p.m. Central Time, or Digital whatever only. It takes place. Yeah, can you imagine? That would bl- like the internet would just stop. It would be overloaded. Break the internet. Or like, could you imagine for like the next two hours? If you have PS Plus, you can download this game for fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, right. That would never happen. Would draw an awful lot of traffic. That's true. And then you know what? It would it would overload their servers, and then no one will be able to, to access the game for two hours. Wouldn't that and be the most the, Sony yeah. thing ever, though? Oh, that'd be hilarious. All right. But you know what? Like the like, as as shitty as delays are, and as frustrating as as it can be, especially I know like people who. People had booked time off to play like Cyberpunk and you know all of these other games that had been delayed. 
as annoying as that is, um, one thing about having these delays is that it makes gives you more time to finish the games that came out that you have on your backlog. Um, I know that I have a ton, and you know it, it's it's tough to to play all these games, especially like with work and school. So you know what, I'm totally okay with games being delayed until you know halfway through the year, near end of the year, because I'll be done school by then, so I'll have way more time to play video games. Anything that comes out between now and like July is pretty much sitting on my shelf. Yeah, like right. Aside from Animal Crossing, which I'll be able to pick up and go, like I don't anticipate buying any games over the next two months. I don't think. So the next uh, the next two games that I'm getting um, are Final Fantasy VII Remake. If it comes, I had that. It, yeah. And uh, February 11th, the Yakuza Remastered Collection uh, is released. Aren't you? Um, are you sure? Is it uh, Yakuza Five is listed for February 11th? Yeah. So okay. So the way that they've done it, this is like the physical collection. So uh, you could get Yakuza Three and Four currently on PS4 digitally, but Yakuza Five comes out on PS4 digitally on february 11th but they are also releasing a physical uh collection with yakuza 3 4 and 5 on two discs for the ps4 so i had pre-ordered that um because uh i, I can never pronounce the name it's like ryu ga go whatever the the company that makes the yakuza games i will always 100 percent support them um, their their re- Western releases for the games. The only one that I didn't buy on launch was um, Judgment, only because I kind of forgot about it. Uh, but it is on my list of games I want to get. Um, but yeah, so between now and uh, the release of, well, I guess Animal Crossing um, is I'm getting two games at, at launch. Yeah, I think the. I was wrong. I actually have three games. I have two pre-ordered, which are Animal Crossing and MLB The Show. I mean, I just pick up the show every year, um, play it for a little bit, and then get rid of it. <laughs> it's one of the, like I just get bored of them, but I do like playing the show games. Um, but we are going to get Two Point Hospital for the Switch. Um, it was a PC game that's been ported over to console. I don't think it's going to translate too too well to the PS4 and the Xbox. Um, but neither of our computers were able to play it at a high level. Like it was very, um, laggy on my laptop, but two right. point hospital is kind of like, it's a, a UK, uh, game, uh, that you, you kind of like build your own hospital and it's very simish and like a lot of the, like all the diseases are like really funny ones. Like it, it's like lightheadedness. Your head turns into like a light bulb and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like kind of remember what some of them are. Um, it's it's a really fun looking sim game, um, and we're really excited for it. Like both of us want to play it, so it's it kind of has like a city skylines kind of feel, but you're building a hospital. So that's nice. that, yeah, that's one we're looking forward to, and that that's all the delays we're we're going to be talking about <laughs> until the next delay that we hear. Um, just to finish up the show today, David and I kind of wanted to go over some games that we think everybody slept on, and you should take the opportunity to play them. 
before you might not be able to i mean game stores don't pull games off shelves but companies pull games off shelves especially if they're not selling as well as they could so we have a list of five games that we do believe that um for for whatever reason people have either decided not to to pick it up or not to try it and we're encouraging you to do so um i'm going to start off with um switches uh fitness boxing um, I played the demo. I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about this one. It was pretty cool. Um, I like the demo because it like again, Nintendo tries to get into the workout game and like their new fitness ring thing. Or what is it called? Switch Move ring, or Ring Fit? Ring Fit. Um, it's blatantly an exercise program, like thousand percent. But the boxing oh, one's yeah, kind of cool because it kind of like it goes back to the Wii boxing, right? Like when you did Wii boxing, it was fun, you worked up a little bit of a sweat and you're like, "Oh damn, I didn't know video games could do that." And then they redid it. Um the demo's still available on Switch if anybody wants to try it. It is pretty fun. You just you have to go into it knowing you're probably going to sweat a little bit. So, I I've heard I think I downloaded the demo for uh for fitness we've whatever fitness boxing uh but i haven't played it yet um i know a few people that got it and they were kind of disappointed with it um so it's it's one of those things like if if you're intrigued by the concept you know maybe get it on a sale um i ended actually ended up buying the just recently the uh, ring fit adventures because uh, I think uh, it's it's a nifty little like that's one thing that Nintendo does have is they do have the knowledge of fitness in mind when they're playing uh, when they're or when they're making games. Um, so like they had the the Wii what is it Wii Fit yeah Wii Fit with the with the pad thing or whatever the balance pad which was actually quite a a technological feat if you think about it um i'm surprised that i'm surprised that they don't uh update the switch or like have it so that it can interact with the wii balance board um I i feel like that would be a sweet addition to the ring fit thing but uh no so i i bought that and from what i've played it's actually it's it's tiring because you end up like jogging you have to jog in in one spot um and you you still have to do like the whole like ring thing so that works your like arms and stuff like that like and man it does give you quite the workout so i i feel like i don't know it it they both market are marketed to two different two different people or two different types of people yeah, if people who sense. want to blatantly work out and people who don't. Right, yeah. Um, but still being on Nintendo's topic, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World was one that was kind of passed over by a lot of people. It's it's weird, too, because Nintendo made this whole thing. It was a part of a Nintendo Direct. They were like, try the demo today, and you got to play the first level. And then you had to go back and catch Nabbit, which was fun too. Or whatever you had to catch. I can't remember. Maybe it wasn't Nabbit, but he just seems to cause a lot of problems in Mario some, games. Some character, yeah. 
why did so many people sleep on this game? Was Wooly World just like not good enough, or was it not received well enough to get a sequel? I think part of it was Nintendo's fault because they 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 uh, they announced it at E three. They had the demo, but that was really about it. That you didn't really hear much much else about that. Um, it is fun. It's not hard. Like it's a super casual game to pick up and play. It looks amazing, but I just think that it was a lack of advertising when you think about it. Um, do you do you think that type of game's been outdone too? Like. Like, what do you mean? Like a side-scrolling platformer? That's made of yarn? Like, I'm going back to our PS3 days with Little Big Planet. Well, see, there was uh, Yoshi's Woolly World that came out on Wii U and uh, 3DS. And I don't, I don't know. Like, they're fun. And they, they look great. And I think with Yoshi, Nintendo's kind of sticking with the real-world... Um, kind of device or not devices, but like backgrounds and in environments. Well, Yoshi looks like it's all built in somebody's like bedroom, right? Like it's yeah. like cardboard boxes and actually it's all cardboard and wool and like toy trains. Yeah, I think if they were to go back to a more classic like Yoshi's story, where you have like Baby Mario and you have to, uh... but actually when you think about it, like the original Yoshi story for. Uh... Super Nintendo had that unique art style. It was like all like crayon, crayon drawing, yeah. right? So it's not like they're, that they're doing anything different with the Yoshi style. They're updating it and kind of trying out different things. Um, but I think with, uh, with with that being said, they took out one of the main mechanics that that really enjoyed or that people really enjoyed with uh with yoshi and it's one thing to have a platformer where you can just go from left to right collect coins collect eggs or whatever it is and fight baddies but if if they were to add the mechanics with like baby mario back in where you actually have something that you have to um well there was like more of a story i feel um, if they added that mechanic back in the game, I think it would be more appealing to people. And they could very well just have two modes. They could have had they could have story mode and casual mode. So like story mode, where you know you're bringing Baby Mario or Baby Luigi or Baby Peach, whatever, whoever it may be, to the end of the game. Um, yeah. Or they could have a non or sorry, a, a casual mode where it's like the same kind of current Yoshi uh, gameplays, where it's like you don't have to worry about protecting anything or bringing anything to a certain spot. You just collect all the stuff. Can Can I make an observation? Uh, no. Okay, cool. So <laughs> this is no longer an opinion. Uh, no. Uh, have you ever noticed that Nintendo just? I think for the years that they've had Yoshi, they haven't decided what Yoshi can do. Because in some Mario games, he swallows things that turns into eggs, and then you can throw the eggs. 
In other Mario games, he swallows shells, and the different color shells depends on what he can do. So the blue one helps him fly, the red one shoots fire, the green does nothing, and the yellow one, I think, is like a, a heavy pound, right? Something like that. So they're just, like, they keep changing their mind on how Yoshi can react and behave. And but does I guess he carry Mario depends. around? Does he do things on his own? What does he do? That depends on the game, though, right? Like, it makes sense because in Super Mario World for the um, Super Nintendo, you know, Yoshi is very much a companion. So, yeah, it's one thing to have, like, to be able to ride him. But there has to be something else that makes him useful. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm not arguing that, but if you suck up a shell in Crafted World or um, what's a, the Yoshi's Island and uh, Yoshi's Cookie, they just no, turn... No, Yoshi's Cookie is like a puzzle game. Like oh, so it's Yoshi's game. Island and Yoshi's Island 2. That they anything they swallow turns into an egg that they can throw. Like there's no ability coming from certain things that they swallow. It's like if you all of a sudden took Mario and gave him a game where he could still pick up different suits, but he could never pick up a fire, like a fire flower. They're just like they, they continually change the way Mar- but, or, um, Yoshi can behave or react with elements. But I guess like it, it depends on the game, right? Like it makes more sense for in the Yoshi, the main Yoshi games, it makes sense that uh, like a main mechanic is throwing stuff, right? So that's why when he sucks things up, it turns into an egg or a ball of yarn or whatever. Um, that makes sense for those games. And uh, I don't know. I, I just I I think a big problem that Nintendo has though is they release these like they they release these games, and then after it's released, you don't really hear anything about it. Like the yeah, last unless major, it's a Mario the title. last major, yeah. Well, the last major release was uh, Luigi's Mansion. You know, they hyped that game up. It's a great game, minus the lack of inverted controls. But it's a great game. It looks amazing. They put a lot of work into it. But after it released, Nintendo didn't really do anything for it. And I think part of it, you know, was a, it was a weird release date. Uh, October thirty first. Why? Like, I still don't understand why they thought that releasing a game about collecting ghosts um, was a great game to release at the last day of October. They but wanted hey, just the Halloween thing. Well, and that's the thing, though. Like, they could have easily market. Like, I think the game would have done way better if they released it like even two weeks earlier. And marketed it as a Halloween game. Like, people want to play spooky Halloween games in October. Not at the end of October, because November 1st, it's full on Christmas. And everything came out in November this year. Like, it was just a parade of game releases. So. um, Moving along to the next title. Um. Actually, the, we have two titles left. We have uh, Need for Speed Heat and uh, one that's kind of surprising for everybody. The reason I wanted to touch on Need for Speed Heat is because I think I think EA fucked up. I think EA was too generous with their ability with EA Access to let people play 10 hours of this game. Because everybody I talked to, and like I have access as well, so I was able to 
play the game. You can play through a lot of the campaign within 10 hours. The, a 10-hour campaign seems very short for a lot of um, games that are, like, like period. Like, I think an average game is about a 14-hour campaign. Like, you should be able to play it in two, three days. Still enjoy right. it, but, like, if you're heavily into the story. But to release a game with a 10-hour trial, opposed to, like, a one-hour trial or a few different races trial, was very poorly planned because people who didn't finish the game didn't run out and spend seventy nine ninety nine to buy the game. Right? That's uh, correct. There, like, and unless you have like one of those um, gaming memberships with like an EB, where you have up to fourteen days to return, depending on the level of your membership, who's gonna do that for this game? While the game was really well crafted, it looked very good, um, and it was very enjoyable to play. Like it, it was, the controlling was very fluid. The game didn't blur by, and it kind of had like some old school Need for Speed feelings. It just didn't hit the mark with a lot of gamers because most people tried it for free, played enough out of it, and then they were like, oh, I'm bored. Oh, my well, 10 for, hours is up. I'm, I'm done. For me, I knew that it came out, but a lot of the Need for Speed games in the past have just been the same thing. Right? So for me, it was just one of those, oh, they released another Need for Speed game. Okay, I'll maybe check it out when it's like on a, a deep discount or free on uh, game pass or games with gold or playstation plus that was 100 percent the reason why i didn't play it because you, there's only so much you can do in racing games yeah right? it, and it's... need for speed hasn't i say they're past the golden days of innovation with their games now pretty much all racing games are either the open world concept or the uh racetrack like Forza, concepts. well yeah. Forza Forza and Forza Horizons do it best Forza is just like everything that people liked about Gran Turismo minus the driver's license thing and you just go around and you race but it's not open world you just pick your races and you go I think the new one might be open world Forza Horizons is you are constantly driving around music festivals and racing people finding cars you're doing your own thing. You're souping up cars. When you look at the Need for Speed franchise, Need for Speed Underground 1 and then Need for Speed Underground 2, where it was also open world, was like revolutionary for people. Yeah. That that, that game blew people's mind. And then when um, I think it was Satyrion and EA did Need for Speed Most Wanted, which was like a remake sort of of Hot Pursuit, but they made it open world and you had to like make your way through like the wanted list to get to the top that one mm -hmm. was fantastic it had absolutely everything you could have possibly wanted in a game like for racing and that was like at the height of fast and the furious like i think the third fast and the furious came out around then so like it was really popular it's very different than the forza games now it's just something i think a lot of people slept on uh the final game we've talked about a ton um i've talked about it even in this show um I'm still excited to play it. I just, the biggest thing with me is time. And considering it's been given away to you for free if you have Game Pass, people still aren't playing Outer Worlds. It's been compared to like Fallout New Vegas for its quality of game and style of game. And people who play New Vegas understand that, like, A, it was a big fuck you to Bethesda. 
that Bethesda ended up still publishing after Obsidian made it, but... Yeah. <laughs> I think, so... I know that anyone who's played uh, Outer Worlds says that it's great. It has received amazing reviews. Critical acclaim. For me, I know that it's a big game. And I can't see myself committing the time to start that game and get into it with the amount of free time that I have, which is very minimal right now. Mm -hmm. That is the only reason why I haven't played it. I do want to play it, and I am looking forward to, you know, some of the breaks in my education, like that famous March break, uh, when I can sit down and play it. But I think, honestly, I probably won't get into actually playing that game in depth until, you know, the summer, which is unfortunate because, like, there's, there's so many good games out there in the same situation. They're just so big, but they get skipped over because i think people just they either have such a huge backlog or they just don't have time to play it i've started that game like nine times as in like you've opened the menu i've like loaded it up and started a game made a stupid ass character and just played the first little bit but then it's just like you know what like i can't i can't let myself get too far into the game because then I'm going to just commit all my time to this game. I'm going to get sucked into it and then neglect my real life responsibilities. And then I'm going to stop playing for a while and then forget like where I am, what I'm doing, how to play the game. That happened to me with Fallout 4 and I never went back. Like I finished the main story, but there was so much for me to still do. Uh, But like the outer worlds might be one of the highest rated games for 2019. It was up for a bunch of awards and people still aren't playing it. It's kind of like, to me, The Outer Worlds is comparable to a movie that is up for Oscars. Like, it's a game that is so good. Like, I, this is me not playing it. Just like, I haven't seen 1917 yet. But Great movie. That, that, exactly. People tell you it's a great movie. after Because a lot of people started going to see it after it won the Golden Globe. And then it got all its Oscar nominations and people were like, I have to see this movie. I have to see this movie. I have to see this movie. That's the equivalent in the video game world. People like I've downloaded this game. I've been like, I need to play it. And I just haven't had time. I think over the next month, I'll have a bit of time to, to kind of play instead of rewatching a bunch of TV shows or getting into new TV shows. I have a quiet apartment right now and no cat to bother me. So this is going to be one which I'm looking really forward to. It's a it's a it's it's exciting to get into a game like this. Mm-hmm. I love what Obsidian's done in the past and it's a very popular take. Fallout New Vegas is a very popular game because it was kind of like a big middle finger to Bethesda as they were publishing it for them anyways. But they listened to people and apparently this game is a, a lot of it is like mechanics that they listen for. And if this game turns out to be better than Fallout or Vault 76 or Fallout 76, whatever, which isn't that hard to do, even if you don't have the ability to make settlements or find settlements, mm-hmm. that's still better. Like, I like that part of Fallout 4, but I also was starting to get frustrated near the end of Fallout 4, where it was like, oh, shit, where did I leave all this stuff? Oh, the storage isn't universal. It doesn't transfer. 
oh, I need a bunch of metal for this settlement in order to build this because I'm on the water and I need to generate power, all that kind of crap. So that to me, that, that's a pretty solid list of games that we need people to try or buy. I agree. Help the industry out, people. Don't be selfish. Yeah, give them your money. <laughs> give them all their all of your money. Um, except actually give Nintendo your money because Nintendo wheels... They make quality games. Yes, and the, their quality control is just so good. Except for uh, that one game that came out that they hyped up for um, Switch. It was called uh, Legend of Zelda... Link's Awakening. The one where everybody thought it was a Yoshi egg on the top of the mountain? Yeah. My biggest gripe, the game looks great. It's uh, it's fun. But the problem is is that there are so many frame rate dips in that game. And for a game of that visual style and how demanding it is on the system, which there's more uh, visually impressive games on the Switch that run at a better frame rate there's no excuse for the constant frame rate issues on uh, Link's Awakening and that's my only gripe I mean that's a, that's a fair gripe um, we are going to leave you with that though we, uh, we did give you guys a lot of content to chew on uh, this week um, we are planning to release another episode fairly quickly just to kind of make up for the uh, the last time we understand that life is busy we also didn't anticipate the last few weeks for either of our schedules um but we definitely appreciate you guys listening and uh as always if you like what you're hearing subscribe to our instagram subscribe to our podcast um we are still working on getting on spotify there's been a few snags there so we're just trying to fix all the kinks and we'll see you guys next week for uh, another episode of scene on screen